0: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Lakerside Chats. I am your host, Alan Ramich. I was not expecting to do a podcast this soon after my latest one. And as you hear by the clap, it is very great news that we are talking about. <laughs> Anthony Davis is, well. He's, while he's not officially a Laker, the trade has been agreed. He will be wearing purple and gold the next season definitely, probably for the next four or five years after that as well. Guest, another British Laker, he is running his own Twitter, the Full Court Press, he also contributes to Double Clutch, which is a podcast, British basketball podcast, very good.
1: Timmy, my man, how are you doing? I'm all good, Alan, I'm much better now, to be fair, you know, it's not, it's not normal you get called up to come and do a podcast at this time, but... Given the news, I've got no problems jumping on. I'm looking forward to it. And it's one o'clock where I am right now. <laughs> I'm hyped, man. I'm hyped. Honestly, don't know, I'll sleep much this
0: evening. I don't think I will be either, but let, let's get on to it, man. After, right. after about, how long has it been? February. So five months. Four or five months of solid, uh, what's the word for it? After five months of solid... Just rumours and all sorts breaking. Anthony Davis is finally a Laker, man. What
1: do you think? Honestly, I'm happy, you know. Like, I'm happy for one that it's resolved. I knew how important it was for us to get this done before the, the draft. So that obviously with that pick in mind, New Orleans, whether they want to obviously use that pick or move it on, they can select their player for what they want um, to occur from it so from that perspective I'm happy from a player perspective we were able to keep one of our four sort of young pieces which which obviously according to reports wasn't on the table in the trade in the trade deadline deal so I definitely think they've made an improvement on that and you know I think I see a few people you know they're a bit wary about obviously giving up free picks but I think you know you always have to be like sort of Like, take picks with a grain of salt because if your team's great, then obviously the picks aren't going to be that strong. And who knows if there's some protections on some of those later picks? I don't, I haven't seen that information yet, but I'm guessing we'll get that soon enough. But regardless, I'm happy with it.
0: Ramona Shelburne, as you just say, that has tweeted about exactly that. Fantastic. And I'll just read the tweet out for you and for all our listeners out there. Basically, what she's saying is that they didn't want the pick for next year because obviously they realised that it's going to be a very low first round pick, so what they will want is a lot of pick swaps Mm -hmm. and picks once LeBron LeBron and Anthony Davis leave or potentially leave the Lakers so that gives them a higher chance of getting a better first round pick so all in all, whilst it is a lot, I feel like at the same time, it is Anthony Davis it is, an, in my opinion, an undisputed top five player in this league, an MVP candidate, and someone to put alongside LeBron where finally they can bring back relevance to LA
1: basketball. 100%. And it feels good, man. It feels good. 100%. 100%. And yeah, you're exactly right. I mean, you know, I, I'm a big fan of, like, Lonzo and Ingram and Josh Hart. I definitely think that when people give them a stick, sometimes it was sort of undeserved. But that being said, when you've got a guy that can literally put up 27 and 13 in his sleep, that's one of the best players on the floor on both ends, you know, MVP caliber player, defensive player of the year caliber player, all NBA first teamer, you know, when you, that opportunity strikes to bring in a player like that and to put it with someone like LeBron, who looks from at least, especially on the offensive end, doesn't look like he slowed down a beat, to be honest, even he's, even though being 16 years in the league, that, I mean, the potential is absolutely astounding. So really happy for the Lakers for getting this done.
0: Well, like like we said, it is a lot, but this gives me a lot of tones of, I don't know if you were following the NBA back then, but mm. when KG was traded to the Celtics, and while it right. is to the Celtics and we, we hate the Celtics, <laughs> no, actually so it, it feels like the same type of deal. Yeah, it was right. a lot to give up for KG, but at the same time, it brings you a championship and you're an instant contender. Right. And you're a perennial contender as well. Because right. I know I know there's been a lot of reports coming out that he will test free agency next year. But what, what people don't realize, if he does test free agency next year, that he can get a lot more money off the Lakers. Yep. So because of that, obviously Rich Paul is a very smart and erudite businessman. He just wants the most money for his clients. So mm-hmm. as a result, AD, I think, as lot, let's just mm-hmm. knock on wood. That he doesn't go terribly wrong. I think he's a Laker for the next five to six years. 100%. Minimum. Minimum.
1: So 100%.
0: And like you said, it is sad that we are giving up Lonzo and BI. Especially Lonzo, in my opinion. As you know, I'm probably the biggest Lonzo fan out (laughs) there. Dude's special. Yeah. At the same time, you have to sit back and ask yourself, realistically as special as he is, will he get to be a top five player in this league at any point in his career? I say no. So if you're saying that, what about Brandon Ingram? I think he'll be an all-star. But will he get to top five player in this league? I say no. Mm. Will he help more than AD winning a championship next year? I don't think he will. I might be wrong, but I don't think he will. And we've given up Josh Hart and other first-round picks. While Josh Hart is a good player, and I do like Josh Hart, it's it's a type of player where if you have to give him up to get this trade, it's, in my opinion, a no-brainer. I don't know what you think, but, you know, it's not something to break a deal over a
1: superstar for anyway. No, 100%. When you look at the talent you're getting on the other way, on the other side from our perspective as great as these young talents are and the potential especially like Lonzo I'm right there with you like I'm a massive Lonzo fan I'm a big advocate for his game he was the entire reason why we were a good defence last year when you look at the stats we were like 7th in team defence when he played and we were dead last when he didn't so he was so important on that side of the floor and offensively he can do a lot of great things and so like I feel like he's going to be a great player I think Brandon Ingram has the most potential in terms of all-star potential he was you know really starting to come into his own after the all-star break but that being said when you look at obviously what Anthony Davis brings to the table when you look at the fact that LeBron obviously is in his 16th year going into his 17th and it's like sort of win now mode and then for Anthony Davis you look at it for the Lakers in the sense that yeah okay you're taking care of LeBron now and win now mode but you've also got this valuable piece that if you're able to sort of Make things smooth in this last year, and like you said, you sign him to that big free agency deal. Well, then guess what? You just got a staple superstar in your team for life after LeBron, you know. And that way, the, the the wheels will continue to like set in motion even after he's sort of hung up his purple and gold jersey. So in that, when you look at it from that perspective, it's a no-brainer.
0: Um, also, big thing is as well. With this trade, we still have kept Kyle Kuzma. And while I don't think Kyle Kuzma is a fantastic, fantastic NBA player, the guy can score the hell out of the ball. Mm -hmm. He works super hard, even though his defense leaves a lot to be desired. Mm -hmm. He still works really hard. Mm -hmm. It's much better than what we were looking at in February.
1: (laughs) Yeah, definitely, Defo. And you know what? I'll say this about Kyle Kuzma, you know, like... Like you said, he can put it up with the best of them. He's had some great scoring stretches. But I think that given the sort of defensive attention that Anthony Davis and LeBron are going to have on opposing teams next year, I think having Karl Kuzma out on that wing in that short corner, being able to sort of get a bit more freedom, I think we're going to see him have a great season, especially from an offensive standpoint, if he's able to keep his shooting efficient. Because there's the, there's there's only so many guys that you can key on defensively. And I think that he's going to take full advantage of that. So I'm looking for Kuzma to have a sort of, I'm not going to say comeback season, because he's still obviously improving. But I think he's going to like be a sort of X factor some games where you're going to see him go off just because there's so much attention on everyone else.
0: Well, do you want, you want my biggest comp for Kuzma? Go on. I don't think he's as talented, but Lamar him in them championship teams, man. Mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm. I
0: see, I see that type of player. I see that guy when AD and LeBron are the only ones scoring from the starting lineup, and you just need a spark. That's gonna be Kuz, man. That's gonna yeah. be Kuz. And like I said, whilst I'm not his biggest fan, I also appreciate the hell out of him because. When, when you think about it, Kyle Kuzma is probably a better young player than 90% of the NBA teams that they have. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's, it's mm-hmm. not like not like he's a scrub that we're talking about staying over Lonzo and Ingram. Right. He's a legitimately good NBA player. Right. Not, I don't think he's potentially anywhere
1: near as good as Lonzo or Ingram, but there's nothing wrong with that. Exactly. And one thing I'll say about him is that he was really grinding this season to improve his game as well. You know, he identified that obviously defense was a big deficiency. And I think he started to make improvements into the season at that side of the floor. And will continue to do so in the off-season, obviously moving to next year. So I think that even though he's got some deficiencies in his game, you can see a concerted effort for him to really want to grind and work hard and improve on those aspects. And I think that's only going to up now because now he's seeing these two other superstars around him. He thinks he's got a real chance to get deep into these playoffs next season or at least be a really formidable team. So I'm not worried from that aspect of Kuzma stepping up to the occasion. You know, I have a lot of faith in him, and I think I'm a bit more of a fan of him than you are, despite knowing his deficiencies, but I think that he'll be a real valuable member of this team.
0: And I, I don't disagree with you, and like I said, it's not that I'm not a huge fan, I just rate Lonzo and Ingram higher. 100%. So, so when it might come off as me hating on Kuzma, but as you know, I, I love all the young guys. Yeah. I, I've proven that, you know. You, you know me, we've talked for a while now, yeah. you know how much I'm big on all of them, but Obviously, if you could have kept one, one of Lonzo or Ingram, it's great. But at the same time, like I said about Josh Hart, mm. Lonzo Ball or Brandon Ingram it, are not the type of players that you turn down Anthony Davis for. Right, right. And one thing I do want to say is he's got a lot of stick for being a little finger, for being a, a power vacuum, for being all sorts, if you've listened to the pod. But Rob does deserves a bit of credit here too. Yeah, definitely. First real challenge as the Lakers GM. Apart from mm-hmm. picking the coach, which I think, barring the Tyloo catastrophe, which mm. there's no there's no other words to say it was a catastrophe. You the way that that all broke down is just embarrassing for the franchise. Mm. They got Frank Vogel. I, I I really like Coach Vogel. Yeah, hundred percent. I think the fact that he was willing to admit that his offensive scheme is now outdated and he needs to improve on it, and he need and he's going to take suggestions on it, and he's been around other NBA teams to see how they do. It's a very positive outlook for the future. Uh, I feel like this trade, whilst it was, again, it's a lot, and New Orleans deserve to, you know, they deserve all the credit in the world for getting this done and getting this much. But at the same time, it was something that needed to be done because now it just changes the total landscape of the NBA. It was already, I don't know what you think, it was already wide open. Mm -hmm. Even if we didn't make this AD trade, I feel like we have a really good chance of getting to the finals next year.
1: Mm. Now, I feel like we're the favorite in the West. Yeah, definitely. When you look at obviously the unfortunate um, circumstances that have occurred in Golden State, you never wish for that to happen to KD and Clay, but they have happened, and the rest of the Western Conference is going to want to take advantage of it. And you know, like like you said, you know, you got two. I mean, in my opinion, two of the top five. But even if not, definitely two of the top ten players on the same team. Now, you look around the rest of the league. There's no reason why you can't, why we shouldn't be the favourites to get to the finals next year. It's completely changed the dynamic, and I think it's going to make things interesting. And not only that, I feel like it might change the dynamic for what's going to happen in a couple of weeks when we got free agency. You know, will this try to change some people's opinions there? I know obviously we're going to talk about that, but the whole, like the questions that we have to start asking now about the next couple of weeks, moving into next season, this trade here has had a big impact on that as well as everything that went down last week with Golden State. Like I said, we don't wish an
0: injury on anyone. If anyone knows how bad an Achilles injury is, it's those Lakers fans.
1: Yeah.
0: And myself, personally, I've torn my Achilles twice, so I don't wish it on anyone. It truly is the worst sporting injury you can get. Yeah. yeah. So, much love to those guys. Hope they get better as quickly as possible. Clay Mm -hmm. and KD. But I feel like this trade needed to happen now. The longer mm-hmm. we waited, the longer a team like the Denver Nuggets or the Portland Trailblazers would have been willing to take a chance on AD. Mm-hmm. And that's what people need to realise as well. We paid a premium because it was going to be an arms race. Yeah. It was like when LeBron left. Me and Trevor Lane talked about it. Again, big up Trevor Lane. Fantastic guy. Great job covering the stuff at Lakers Nation. We talked about it on the pod. It was like when LeBron it was. It's that thing that's now going to be an arms race in the West. Mm-hmm. they going to try and pile up as many players as possible to try and get into that playoff spot. Mm-hmm. And I don't blame them. I don't blame them because finally, the West is wide open.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And let's segue on to, you mentioned it, free agency. Uh, who do you <laughs> think? Honestly, before this trade happened, I, I wasn't sure we were getting anyone. Right. And I have that on good authority that I don't think we will getting anyone if this trade doesn't go down. I'm not going to say much more than that because I don't like. I don't want to be one of these in the know people, you know. <laughs> I, 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 that's not what my. That's not what I'm building on. What I'm building on here is, I want to be able to deliver good content to Lakers fans to listen to. Mm-hmm. So. Whenever I do have a bit of information, I might share some of it, but I, I don't want people to be expecting all this in the know stuff from me.
1: <laughs> yeah, hundred percent, man. 100%. But
0: I've, this has just changed the landscape. Like one name that I've definitely heard this this is a little bit of tidbit I will give out. Mm. It's Kemba Walker. I've heard that Kemba now is while he was while he still is number one is to stay in Charlotte. He is seriously considering leaving to come to the Lakers. And I don't know about you, but I think Kemba Walker is so underrated in the NBA. So underrated.
1: Oh, definitely. I mean, easily top five most underrated in the league right now. And I think that maybe some people are starting to give him a shine. But I think just being in Charlotte and sort of not maybe getting that, that spotlight that he always deserves... He can easily fall under the radar, and you know, you know, you said it yourself. You've heard some tidbits about Kemba considering it uh, coming to us. Mark Stein is just sent out a tweet talking about the same thing. Oh, how he? Uh, yeah, about 30 minutes ago. Oh, wow. Um, wow. Yeah, exactly. So it's it's the news is is going around for sure, and you know, I I was in a similar position to you where I was a bit skeptical about how things were going to work in terms of free agents if we didn't pull off the trade. But I felt like what was going to be obviously our main bargaining chip was I thought we were going to get the trade done and that was going to change the landscape for free agents. Because at the end of the day, like I feel like the whole players don't want to play with LeBron narrative is a bit much, but like players aren't stupid. They see like, okay, you've got LeBron, you've got Anthony Davis, you've got the money you desire in a big market for a big team, the opportunity to win of course, that's going to turn some heads. Of course, that's going to have people interested. From my perspective, I would love to have Kemba here. Obviously, with Lonzo gone, we need to, have a, we need to get a point guard. We need to get another ball handler. It can't just be all on Bron. So, like, if the Lakers are able to pull this off, major props. And that only makes us even stronger going into the next season and a real serious dynamic moving forward into the future as well. Kemba, right, stuck in the middle of his prime. So, I mean, for me, I would love to get Kemba right now. But just in general, what this does for us in free agency, I definitely think that all the top tier free agents, I mean, I'm going to discount Kyrie because I think that's a done deal with him maybe going to the Nets. But everyone else, I think they've got to be looking at us now as somewhere serious to consider, you know, and we'll just have to see what happens in the coming weeks.
0: You know what the biggest thing is as well? Go
1: on. How many guys will will take pay cuts this time with a super team in LA? Oh, plenty. Oh, yeah, you'll get people taking those that mid-level exception, 100%. Because, obviously, I mean, by the time you sign, um, you bring in Anthony Davis, you obviously got Braun, and then you sign a free agent. It will have to be mid-level exceptions, really, at that point, and a couple veteran minimums. But people will be flocking, 100%. You know, that's not even – I mean, we had people come in last year, and we weren't even as ready as we, on paper, should be now. So I've got no fears about that. The question is whether the front office can take that and bring in the right people this time. You know, they clearly made a mistake with how they went about things last year, getting too many, quote-unquote, you know, playmakers and sort of live wire characters. If they can fill out the team properly this year with the sort of leftover money that they have, phew, sky's the limit.
0: Well, I'll, I'll give you a name that I have heard floated about. Go on. Marcus Morris. Whew. I love Marcus Morris.
1: Oh, 100%.
0: Good shooter, great defender, relentless. Mm -hmm. Another big thing is I think Marcus Morris is, let me just check this, I think Marcus Morris is under Clutch Sports, which he is. Rich Paul is his agent. So that that link is there. It's very obvious. But at the same time, even if Rich Paul wasn't his agent, playing with LeBron was a priority is a priority for a lot of people. I just want to say the narrative about LeBron, people not wanting to play with him, is BS. think Thank you. And, and there's maybe one player who doesn't, and that's because of legacies, and that's KD. Yeah. I think KD is the only one, and I, you know what? I respect it. I really do. Yeah, but, 100%. Like, are you telling me if someone had the choice between playing with, a with no disrespect to a Victor Oladipo or LeBron James, they choose to play with Victor Oladipo? <laughs> do hmm. you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, and, I get you,
0: and that's and that's from a huge Victor Oladipo fan. We're talking about arguably the greatest player, greatest player ever. Here, you know, mm-hmm. so, but like like we said, Kemba's a possibility. I think Kawhi's a possibility now as well. Definitely, I really do. Uh, Definitely, while he's not a point guard, we've seen this year with Toronto, he can handle the ball. Yep, he, he does really well, and. It's not that thing anymore where if Kawhi comes, he'd be a second or third option. Mm -hmm. He might have even taken LeBron's mantle as best player in the NBA.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: He really, really, really is, honestly, probably the best defensive player I've seen since Michael Jordan. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Maybe even better than
1: Michael. Might be the best defensive player of all time. He might be. How many? How many wing players are two-time defensive player of the year Not even Mike did that. Mike was once. Exactly. So I mean, I mean, I don't know what the stats are, but is he the only multiple defensive player of the year who's also a multiple Finals MVP? Yeah, I got a. I got. He is, isn't he? So, I mean, doing it on both ends of the floor. Obviously, an LA guy. We were hearing a lot about the Clippers, but you know, you have to take a look at the situation now if you're Kawhi Leonard. If, you know, coming to be able to play for the Lakers, a team that you obviously root for growing up, you get to come home. And I was saying this, I've been saying this to some people, and I think, you know, I think it's starting to come a bit of a consensus. Winning the title for Toronto makes it easier for Kawhi to leave because he's delivered essentially what they could never achieve. He's taken them to the highest heights and now he can fully focus on himself and his next move. And if you're, I mean, I can't speak for him. I don't obviously don't know him or anything like that. But just from the outside looking in, if you're talking basketball, as great as the Clippers are as a run, uh, uh, as well as their runners and organization, Doc Rivers is a great coach. Steve Ballmer is a great owner, and obviously their front office has made some done some special things over the last couple of years. I hate to say it as a Lakers fan, but it's true. But you look at this situation where we're at. I mean, I think that's enough to turn anyone away from the Clippers, surely.
0: And it's that thing where if he does want to be a star in his own team and he wants to be back home, then I get it. Mm -hmm. I do. And I respect Mm -hmm. him for it as well. You know, Mm -hmm. as much as it would hurt him playing for the Clippers, Mm -hmm. I also respect him a lot for that. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I don't know. If you have KD, sorry, not KD, AD, Kawhi and LeBron there, that's, that's, that's,
1: potential for a free pete yeah that's a joke i don't i don't know how you beat that if especially if you're a kd-less clayless warriors like if they had them there then you're talking about i mean a western conference finals for the ages but with them gone at least this year i don't see you can stand in the way
0: yeah and you know what how good does it feel for talking positively about the lakers for once instead of negatively
1: right it's been so honestly like for people who have been Lakers fans for long enough, like I started watching the Lakers in 2008. So I've literally watched the highest highs and the lowest lows. And it just feels like the last six years has been like 90% lows. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping that this is a start of the turnaround, man, because I've been waiting for it. And I know you have too. Oh,
0: man. I've been watching the Lakers since 2004 when I was old enough to finally comprehend basketball properly. (laughs) And it was a great year to start, by the way, getting the Detroit Pistons. (laughs) Honestly, this is probably bigger than LeBron, actually LeBron signing this move, because I, I don't care what people say. People say it's hardest to get the first superstar in the door. The hardest thing is to get the second superstar in the door. Because even if you have one superstar, people are thinking like, okay, what if I sign and someone else doesn't want to sign? Uh, obviously, we did this via trade, so it's a bit different. Mm-hmm. But it's huge. Like said, it, it stops the Denver Nuggets getting Anthony Davis. It stops the Portland Trailblazers. It stops the Celtics getting Anthony Davis. And right. I cannot tell you how happy I am that he's not going to the Celtics just because of all <laughs> that change crap. Yeah, and I don't know if you if you've been following that. There's a New Orleans reporter, Fletcher Mackel or something, um, where this guy has been tweeting for the past week how he's adamant that um, he's adamant that he would have gone to the Celtics, and wow. now I find it hilarious <laughs> obviously I think Danny Ainge played a blinder. In that now he can say to his fans, "Look, I tried, but they want to get rid of Jason Tatum, mm. so they, they, he'll get he'll get a bit more time." Do you know what I mean? He'll get a bit more time there.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Also, at the same time, I feel like AD would have left after a year anyway.
2: Mm-hmm. But it
0: wasn't really a viable option for him either.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: he's he's absolved of it here. Is is Danny Ainge?
1: Hundred percent.
0: The biggest thing for us was KD's injury. In my opinion. Not mm. because of us having to then get him because of the arms race. If KD was seriously considering New York and he gets injured, even if he is still considering New York, New York wasn't going to make that trade for Anthony David without KD playing next year. Mm. Regardless. So because of that, it totally took the Knicks out of the equation, which yeah. while their offer was horrible, I feel <laughs> like... I feel like the Pelicans would have taken that that deal out of spite, hundred percent. Maybe not David Griffin because I respect David Griffin as a basketball mind, mm-hmm. but the ownership would have hundred mm-hmm. percent. Even if it was just, even if David Griffin said it was somewhat close, I feel like David Griffin would have absolutely been overruled, and he would have been sent to the Knicks. Yeah, I could see that. Just because of the hate people have. Because while the Knicks are a big market franchise, they're nowhere near as relevant as the Lakers. Mm -hmm, mm
2: -hmm. Nowhere
0: near. I don't know what you think about that, but nowhere near as relevant. We're the crown jewel. People want to say, oh, it's Lakers exceptionalism, Mm. but it really isn't. When the Lakers do well, that's when the NBA has the highest ratings.
1: Yep, yep. we I mean, they, to- talk, they talk about us all the time They talk about us when we're bad They talk about us when we're good When we're at the highs and lows The Lakers always are always in the media No matter what we are Like I know people will say Oh you know Boston Celtics 17, 17 championships Well hang on Most of those were in the previous era of the NBA anyway We're taking the modern era of the NBA Where most people had a TV Right The Lakers are the storied franchises 10 in the modern era Chicago's next with six, and it's not even really Chicago, it's Jordan is next with six. So, like, everyone knows us. We're the biggest brand in the league, still, despite how bad we've been. We're the name that people know. We're the ones that people be like buying the jerseys, and they don't even really care about basketball, they just think it's trendy. So, 100% agree with you. Like, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter where we're at, and obviously, I don't want us, I don't want that to bring a sort of what's the word. Sort of uh, maybe like a sort of hubris or arrogance to that, because I still think in this modern NBA we have to be careful to sort of still work tactfully, t- tactically, and like not just let the Lakers' arrogance think that we're going to sort things out. But that being said, it still exists, and like you know, I think that this move will only better like in- emphasize that point.
0: I agree a hundred percent. My biggest thing is. The past week it's been the NBA Finals and it's been a fantastic NBA Finals. I've really yeah. enjoyed them. Yep. Probably the most I've enjoyed the finals in the past since well, since the Lakers were in the finals. <laughs> uh, and what's been the number one story for everyone? <laughs> the Lakers. hmm Yeah. And that's what was missing the playoffs. Imagine what it's gonna be like if we make a finals next year.
1: Oh boy. It's gonna I mean, be a it's... Event, It's going to be a joke because we, I mean, especially with like the social media era, if you think about it, sort of the last time we were in the finals was kind of just before all of that really kicked off in 2010. I would say the sort of social media boom was like sort of 2011 onwards. So we've never really experienced this before. So it's going to be, I mean, the dynamics going to be absolutely insane. I mean, I don't need, obviously, I don't want to get too ahead of myself. I want to see how any moves we make in free agency, how we fill out the rest of the team. I'm moving with a nice, like, I guess after how sort of worst case scenario things ended last season, I'm trying to be a bit more cautious this season. But, I mean, if things work out the way they're supposed to, I mean, it's going to be special.
0: My biggest thing with all of this is at the end of the day, we got two top five players on the same team. And no one can take that away from us. Yeah. No one. I don't care who you are. But what I do want to say is, Woj just dropped another Woj bomb in Go his on. article saying <laughs> that Anthony Davis will re-sign with the Lakers in, in the off-season of 2020.
1: Not surprising. So
0: even, even, even if he is going into free agency, quote-unquote, mm-hmm. he will re-sign. So just so people say, oh, he might leave after a year, he might bolt, he's not going to we all knew this anyway <laughs>
1: yeah we knew this i yeah. mean like i think it would take a catastrophe for him to leave i fully expected him to sign next year i'm not even worried about that right now to be honest with you i'm just thinking about like it's actually crazy like i'm almost got this like onto the next one mentality where it's like i'm so happy obviously like ad and brunner together and now am thinking man are we gonna get like star number three is it gonna happen we were only i mean we're only a couple of weeks away from the agency. I'm looking forward to it. And I'll tell you this as well. I'm looking forward to see I'm looking forward to maybe catch a few Pelicans games next year. Oh mate, I mean, they're
0: gonna be my number one team. They're gonna, the they're gonna
1: to be a, a nice that. team. You know, they got young talent, they've done well for themselves. Obviously, they they lucked into a little bit of a situation getting the number one pick with this new draft format. But to be honest, I'm not complaining because I think it helped it clearly helped us because the new format is the reason we got the fourth pick. And now you look at them. Obviously, they got Lonzo to pair with Drew Holiday, who statistically oh, are two, two of the best defensive guards. I mean, that defensive backcourt is ridiculous. And then you throw Brandon, uh, Brandon Ingram, in there. You got Josh Hart coming off the bench. You're gonna have Zion and the number four pick of your choosing. Whether you choose to get in another young player, whether you choose to flip that, that's there up to them. But I'm very much looking forward to see some Pelicans basketball next summer. Honestly, so next year.
0: And an old Lakers friend, Julius Randle, as well. Let's not forget Julius. Let's not
1: forget. they—they're stacked.
0: They're New a good team, man. They'll New be a Orleans Lakers team next
1: Lakers. Yeah, New Orleans Lakers, man. And and
0: like we said, you know, you, you grow you you grow close to these young guys. You don't know yeah. them personally, but you watch them develop, and and you're proud. You know, yeah. you, it, it, There is a bit of a proudness there, isn't there? You know, like as a fan, seeing these guys develop before your very eyes, especially, <laughs> especially Bi. Mm -hmm. How bad he was in his first season So for him to be playing at all-star level Mm -hmm. It's crazy It really is And I'm really happy for him And whilst, you know It is sad to let these guys go Mm -hmm. I'm also really happy for them Because I feel like, especially BI I feel like BI wanted to be gone That's Mm -hmm. what it feels like With all the social media posts and stuff I don't know what you think
1: Yeah, yeah I think I think it was a lot I mean and it must be so much mentally when I mean I can't remember a time that we've seen a trade discussed so openly for so long. You know, it can't be easy for these guys mentally. When you think about it as well, they're just this would affect any professional, but these guys are young kids and I think people forget that. Like these guys are younger than like a little bit younger than me, you know, and I'm twenty two years old, so it can't be easy for them to go through what they're going through. And I think probably at by the end, it was just like, let me get this sorted so I can move on with the next chapter of my of my career. And you know, I'm looking forward to see how they progress. I'm glad to see that so many of the young Lakers that we've seen and love will be together in the same team. As well as obviously the number one pick in the draft, Zion Williamson, Drew Holiday. I mean, like it's 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 interesting, you know, and I'm I'm always someone that obviously I want to see the Lakers win at all costs. But I'm never someone that just wants one team to just dominate and the league just gets boring. I want to see different teams. I want to see competition. And I'm hoping that New Orleans can throw themselves into this equation now in terms of really competing because I want to see our young guys who are still our young guys. To me, I want to see them on that stage. How good a 1-8 matchup would it be? The Lakers and the Pelicans. Oof, man, that'd be a story to tell. It'd be a crazy story, you know? Odyssey.
0: Or a 2v7 or a 3v6, or wherever you want to put them.
1: Mm-hmm. How I'd good love
0: that. oh But one thing I do want to point out, I want to go a bit, not negative on us, but negative on reporting of this mm. young ball. Now that they were leaving the Lakers, it is, oh, these guys are really good, it's a very steep price to pay, etc., cetera, et cetera. Mm. But months ago, it was like these guys aren't good enough. Yeah. Jason Tatum's way better, which I don't think so personally I don't, that I, don't think, I, I, I don't even believe Jason Tatum's got more potential than Brandon Ingram personally I agree, I agree. and that's not me with my Lakers stand hat on uh, that's me watching both of them and coming to that conclusion by myself
1: mm-hmm.
0: and if I'm wrong I'm wrong but I honestly think that Brandon Ingram when it's all said and done will be a better player than Jason Tatum will and mm-hmm. um, just the way these guys have been reported, and now everyone's going to be like, Oh, these guys are amazing. <laughs> you know what I mean?
1: I know uh, what you mean, like, the, yeah, uh, the, uh, the media narrative's done a complete 180, hasn't it? It's just, you know,
0: why weren't people talking about, about them like this when they were part of our franchise? Um, right. We knew it, but we were called Lakers homers for it. Mm-hmm. But now, as soon as they're Pelicans or about to be Pelicans, what I am interested to see, though, is if this trade does get changed at any point. Mm. That I mean, whether they will flip that number four pick, whether they right, will. because I'm I know Lonzo probably isn't really excited to go to New Orleans, right. Whether a team like Chicago gets involved, because we've obviously heard Lon uh, Lavar, even though mm. all that thing with Big Baller Brand has happened, right. But I'm very clear that Lonzo would not mind playing in Chicago. Well, the Chicago picks up the phone and sees if they can do a little deal for Lonzo on that four pick mhm
2: mhm
0: with it's again is endless possibilities while well, they don't affect us because you know it's not it's not our problem is it you know really. yeah but at the same time you know it's interesting because i do like you said I, I do care about these guys and i do want the best for them yeah and by the way i don't know if you follow that lebron's friend on twitter Cuff's the legend. I don't follow him. Well, he was the guy last year on Twitter. He called LeBron signing for the Lakers in February. Mm. And on June 10th, he tweeted acquiring AD and keeping Kuzma major win. Damn, he's in the know. Well, he's obviously getting some good info off Bron. Mm Mm-hmm, for sure. I mean I'm gonna I'm just gonna drop a bit of this. Go on. Timmy knows. Timmy knows because I told Timmy yesterday. <laughs> I, I got a text off I don't wanna name the source, but um I did get a text off a source, a very good journalist and is proven to be a very reputable journalist because I know him and he was the one who told me about the A D trade. Mm-hmm. And while I was skeptical because not because of him, because I I know he would not tell me unless it was a hundred percent. He's still a bit skeptical, but mm. you know, I've not. I, I've been coming to terms with this idea for twenty four hours. <laughs> <And> Timmy <laughs> knows. Timmy knows. He saw the text. He saw the text. So mm-hmm. I'm happy that my source was proven correct,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and I'm very excited, man.
1: I am very but, excited The only thing I just want
0: to throw at you is: Go if on. it's between a Jimmy Butler or a Kemba Walker,
1: mm-hmm. who would you sign? Oh, man, that's tough. I mean, oh, boy. I mean, if it's me, if I'm thinking about sort of the way the league is now and what you need, I'm probably leading Jimmy Butler just because I'm thinking about who's that wing player that guards the other team's best player. In the sense that as great as LeBron is, I don't think you can ask him to sit in that chair and lock up like he used to back in 2012, 2013 when he was in his prime. And obviously Kemba, that's not really his M.O. Um, so in that regard, I'd probably have to go Jimmy. Plus, I was really impressed with how he performed for Philly in the playoffs this um, this series. I think he, I mean, this season, I think he really took control of that team. Obviously, they lost in Game Seven to an incredible, like, an incredible series-ending shot from Kawhi. But yeah, I think I, I I just got I just got to give Jimmy the nod because I'm thinking both sides of the floor. I'm not sure how you feel about that.
0: Where I go with Kemba is he's a year younger, which isn't a lot, but it does make a difference when you're thinking about free agents. Right. Uh, He's a point guard. We need a point guard, Mm -hmm. (laughs) especially on this roster now. As much as I believe in Alex Caruso. (laughs) Hey,
1: AC 130 can play.
0: Hey, big ball the brand is here, man. As a fellow bald man, I can say this about him. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh
0: big gosh. ball the brand can play
1: doing it for guys everywhere
0: a, i've seen a tweet pop up we've come a long way in three years mm. remember three years ago when we signed mosgov and denk to a
1: combined 136 million honestly one of the worst i just remember reading that and just being so i thought it was a joke i thought it was a spoof account you know i thought it was a fake bleacher report account and i thought the app was going to be something different <laughs> that's what i was hoping on and i couldn't oh to come out of what i mean to come out of that situation and to be where we are now three years later you've almost got to like get on your knees and start praying man it's it's crazy how badly things were going just such a short time ago
0: do you want some news
1: go on give it to me
0: johnson just tweeted he tweeted great trade rob palinka job well done
1: a nice magic tweet in that magic, that magic style tweeting. It just it always sounds so funny to me. It's always so
0: formal. <laughs> That's so four like... tweets. That's four tweets. Great job by owner Genie Bus bringing Anthony Davis to the Lakers. Laker Nation, the Lakers are back in a championship hunt. Congratulations to the entire organization. I know LeBron James has a big smile on his face. I'm loving this with two exclamation marks. Laker <laughs> Nation, you wanted a great Genie Bus to step up. And bring a championship team back to LA and she's doing just that. And the Lakers still have over 30 million dollars in cap space to spend on free agents time for June 30th. Great Dre, Bob Polinka, job well done. It's just the fact that he's so very deliberate.
1: Yeah, isn't it? It's it's crazy. And I mean I'll say this, yeah. Like you said, you have to give credit to Rob Polinka. And I'm gonna give some credit to LeBron as well because I'm gonna be honest, I think the way that he handled the AD saga throughout the season was poor um i think that i think it definitely the team and i think it caused some issues going down the road but i think he's learned from that and with all that's been going on you have obviously seen him he's been just chilling at home sort of posting pics with um Westbrook and CP3 he was out in Vegas catching um i think the Aces game Meaning like he's, <laughs> Don't tell him about that. But yeah, like he just seems to be keeping himself like out of the media when it comes to the saga and just obviously being at Frank Vogel's press conference, you know, showing support for the new coach. I think that he's handled this sort of after what everything that went down, he's handled this um like the past month or a couple months with a real sense of like decorum and he's done it like to the T. And so I've got to give him some credit as well. But obviously credit to the front office. Credit to Rob Pelinka, you know, and, you know, it's sad that obviously it didn't work out with Magic in the end. But I do think that he was definitely part of the problem as well, because, you know, he's a he's a charismatic guy. He loves to talk, but I think sometimes his talking kind of got us in trouble, um, didn't help us sort of move on the sly. And I definitely think that that's the way that they're going to want to proceed now is a bit more sort of as far like out of the headlines as the Lakers can be because we're the Lakers. But I think this just shows that, is that like, even with all the stories that were going on, the parties that were sort of involved from our standpoint were keeping their heads low and just trying to get deals done. And like, you see what happens when you, when you do it that way. You know what? Finally,
0: we can say that the Lakers, because I feel like the, the leaks again came from the Pelican side. I don't think the Lakers leaked anything this time around. Mm. And credit to them, they're learning from their mistakes. Yeah. Um, while I am against the way Rob Polinka got his job, I also, if this man turns out to be a good general manager, I'll take back everything I've said badly about him and say, you know what, congratulations to him. While it came about in the wrong way, we might have got the right man for the job. But he needs to prove it now in free agency. And he needs to prove it in the margins as well.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: One player who I'd love to have back is Reggie Bullock hmm mm-hmm. And JaVale McGee. Those two in particular. I don't, I don't count Alex Caruso because Alex Caruso is one of our guys. Uh. But a guy who came from the outside, I'd love to have Reggie Bullock and JaVel back. I think JaVale would be perfect next to A D. That that defensive backcourt, front court, sorry, would be crazy. <laughs> <laughs> that four five combo. No one would score.
1: Yeah, it <laughs> be tough. It'd be tough. No? It'd be tough.
0: And then I really like Alex Caruso and I really like Reggie Bullock. I know he shot badly, but he was playing injured, so I respect mm-hmm. him a lot for that.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And he's proven that was that was an outlier for him shooting badly. Not yeah. He's, he's not a bad shooter, he's a very good shooter.
1: Yeah.
0: So if we get Reggie Bullock wide open freeze, which if we had a third guy, I've got no doubt that we will get Reggie Bullock wide open freeze. No doubt. Reggie Bullock will hit him and he'll make him. And he's a really good defender as well. You talk Mm -hmm. about someone who could guard opposing players' best player at times during games. Reggie Bullock's one of those guys. He won't Mm -hmm. do the greatest job. I'm not saying he's the best defender in the NBA, far from it. But this guy's good. It's like what Toronto have shown. You don't need the best defenders all on the same team. You just need a bunch of good defenders. And the right defensive scheme, which I have no doubt Coach Vogel will get. Because if Coach Vogel knows one thing, it's good defense man yeah it is good defense so i'm very optimistic man and it's weird saying that about a lakers team (laughs) and obviously we will see the spin now the next couple of hours about how it's a bad trade or how we gave too much for him or right honestly i don't give a shit we got anthony davis
1: (laughs) honestly i mean i could even i'll read you this headline right now this is the Hugh sports headline from an hour ago It said Pelicans agreed to trade Anthony Davis to Lakers for quote unquote massive haul of young players. And I just think like where was this like you said, where was this energy four months ago? You know, I think you're you're right, that's definitely how they're gonna spin it. But I don't care. We've got AD, we can progress now, we can move forward. I'm looking forward to the draft. I want to see what movements are made there from the Pelicans end. I'm looking forward to free agency. I'm with you. Bring back Bullock. Bring back Javale. Javale was a was beast in last season for us. I want to see him sort of reload it, come back and do them same things. Without pneumonia
0: this season. Exactly. Exactly. So the
1: the pneumonia really derailed him. It did. It really did. That opening like couple months of the season, he was on fire. He was unreal. He was absolutely on fire, leading the league in blocks. He was putting up like seventeen and eight boy I mean and you know you bring that versatility being able to play tall ball with him and um AD and then you can obviously play small ball moving AD to the five bring Kuzma in the versatility the possibilities are really like they're endless with their they're endless with their. so I'm looking forward to it I'm looking forward to hope to being a better team on defense led by Frank Vogel and I'm just excited like we I could feel like I could talk about this like pretty endlessly right now honestly I'm so excited One thing I do want to say is it is a bit
0: of an unorganized podcast this time around. But that's because because we got AD and we just decided, you know what, we have to do an emergency podcast. Um, You know, while I apologize, it's not the usual, you know, clean court, as everyone who's listened to my podcasts have heard. My podcast, I do pride myself on it being very well thought out, very methodical, very to the point. This is not one of those times. (laughs) (laughs) Ad is a Laker. We can finally say this with certainty. It is a great feeling, man. <laughs> Honestly,
1: man, I'm so excited. I'm so I'm excited.
0: In, I'm in. I'm in a hotel in the middle of southern Europe, just slapping my head off <laughs> because we have Anthony Davis. Oh, Timmy, man. I want to thank you for coming onto the
1: podcast, no man. man. No can you problem. tell people
0: where to find you?
1: yeah sure so obviously you guys can find me at full court press which is at underscore full court press i'm on twitter i'm definitely going to be tweeting a lot about the lakers but i give a lot of stuff about all the different teams just covering what's going on and yeah you can just find me there you know follow me tweet me call me out if you want me about the pod i'm happy i love to talk about this kind of thing and like yeah that's where you can find me at
0: what what I do want to say is, while we are Laker fans, we're also huge NBA fans. We do keep on top of everything. Mm-hmm. And we're also not biased Laker fans. If a player is better than a Lakers player, we will admit it. But at the same time, this is not one of those times. We are Lakers <laughs> and we're back.
1: We are back. We're back, baby.
0: <laughs> Lakers exceptionalism is in full swing. <laughs> we got AD and LeBron. I want to thank everyone for listening. If you can, please leave a five-star rating on iTunes. Please share this podcast wherever you can because we are just getting off the ground. So, honestly, word of mouth is so important. And again, Timmy, I know it's late. While it is 2 o'clock here, it's also 1 o'clock in England. So, I do appreciate you hopping on, man. I know you weren't going to get much sleep anyway, but I do appreciate you hopping on, brother.
1: No problem, man. Anytime, honestly. Thanks for having me. I've had had a lot of fun.
0: All right, man. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. Go Lakers. (laughs)